Previously on Planet Arcana. Ready to breach the surface, our heroes accompany their new ally and chauffeur into a remarkably similar Nautilus and journey upwards. Their business in Aquacatch complete, they can move on to their next destination. There's... there's nothing they're forgetting down there, right? I feel like... no. No. Never mind. As the party arrives in Iodine, they rendezvous with Jack Wrench, who tells them she always has dangerous jobs on hand in exchange for cash, and to check in with the cogs if they're curious about their future research. Satisfied with their payment, one vehicle, the party prepares to leave when a boat bearing baby androids docks. As these babies are in the middle of their walkabout journey, our heroes greet them, impart some wisdom, and almost set them on their way, before realizing they are packing enough rat to choke a hag. Vexed by this, they relieve them of their contraband, 50% good, before departing across the glimmering, colorful fey fields. However, the beauty of their drive is suddenly pierced by a distressing and seemingly impossible pip update, one that divulges some extremely personal secrets, secrets no one should know. The team, on a schedule, push forward nonetheless, reaching the Fayfield's creation point where they met the friendly Tudor Spruce, a name that demands a bit of sing-song. Crater and Riot make an impression. Luckily, Spruce is polite enough to still invite them to dinner. Meanwhile, Celestine takes a moment alone at the creation point's server tower and finds himself in a flashback. Squinting through the fog of his memories, he struggles to make out concrete details, but does remember one thing clearly. His very last words to his maker. I can hear you. I am listening. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork, the neon, the networks. Desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. I guess let's start with you, Celestine. You've just come out of this vision. Yeah, yeah. I think right now Celestine is just trying to like, trying to put it together, right? Like this is a memory, but uh, at the same time, you know, there's a voice in there that I've been hearing in the digital network. And so this is all very confusing and kind of overwhelming because I've heard, if not properly remembered, my maker. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I think he's just trying to take this in. Okay, so you're just going to wander over, sort of follow the voices until you find your friends? Uh, Yeah, after, but I was going to stay there for a while. I was going to just like be with myself for a little while. Um, and I think it'll, it's like, it's a bit before he picks himself up and goes to find Ryan Crater. Okay. Let's say that that alone time was sort of like in tandem with the conversation with Tudor Spruce. And so eventually when you're ready, you get up, take some deep breaths. There's a lot more activity happening sort of in the lodge at this point. And, uh, you find your two friends sort of 
helping out with the table settings uh, as Tudor Spruce and the androids set up for dinner. Um, I think I just sort of see what they're doing and try and like pitch in as well. Alrighty. So Tudor Spruce is kind of directing dinner, has everybody sit down. I guess uh, she's going to be sitting pretty close to y'all since you're guests. And uh, yeah, dinner starts. She's also keeping a pretty like constant side eye on <laughs> Crater <laughs> uh, after some bizarre questions, but she remains polite. I think Celestine is very quiet and doesn't really touch a lot of his food. Is your uh, is your friend not enjoying the meatloaf or Oh, he's just he's just got a lot on his mind. Um mm. yeah, no, it's nothing to do with the food. The food is lovely, by the way. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, no no problem. Is this his uh his first creation point or um no i i believe uh you know he's been to to multiple it's just you know it's um we've been traveling for some time you know you know the toll that that can take emotionally i think it's just you know hitting him extra hard it's it's uh definitely a a gargantuan thing to behold is it not oh yeah i mean it's not the first time we've had an android come in and be a little overwhelmed as you said by just the vast information that they're receiving. It's a lot. It's a lot, you know, and, um, you know, for, for us humans, it's a bit slower for us to take it all in. And so I can't imagine getting all of that at, just all at once. It's uh, it would, uh, yeah, it would just scramble the old noodle, I think. Mm-hmm. Good meatloaf, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sick meatloaf. So where are you headed after this? So we're, we're heading further into the throw lush. We have a, a bit of a project that's going on. It's a bit confidential, so we can't we can't talk about the ins and outs. But uh, you know, just kind of getting getting some things done in there. I think she leans leans in pretty pretty immediately as soon as you say confidential, and she's like, "Oh, secrets." I mean, listen, we're we're out in the middle of nowhere. I'm I'm not going to tell anybody, but I do love to hear some secrets. <laughs> I I really don't want to lose my job or anything, so I know it's probably fine. And I I do you know I. From this, the moment I met you, I actually felt I could trust you, absolutely, with everything. But I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it in good conscience, you know. And what's your job? Um, we're spies. <laughs> <laughs> but, but spies for for whom? Uh, well, oh, you're not. Are you the regent spies? No, 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 no. We're like super low level. Like, uh, that was that was a joke. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I was trying. I was trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, I can tell you that we are looking into uh, the shifts that are happening that that have been happening since the uh, the big boom that happened that I'm sure you're aware of. Oh yeah. But uh, can't divulge any other information other than that, unfortunately. Well, okay. I mean, I understand sometimes you got to keep a secret a secret, but. I will just say, if you need any information about the the surrounding terrain, you know, I'm I'm very knowledgeable. I've been up here for, ooh, I've been up here for a real long time. Oh boy, uh, and uh, I'm happy to help. You know, if you need directions or uh, or or anything like that. Um, excuse me. Uh, might I ask you a question? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and sorry, what was your name? I don't think we met. Oh, uh, uh Celestine Wanderoff. Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tudor Spruce. I'm so glad you're here. How are you feeling? Well, you know, I'm uh, 
little, uh, little, little dazed, feel a little not myself at the moment. But uh, I was wondering, um, do you have, you said you have knowledge of the surrounding area. Do you have knowledge of other creation points? Sort of. I've met, I've met a few other tutors uh, for sure, but I've been at this creation point for, for a real long time, like I said. So I'm not, uh, what, what exactly would you want to know? Do you know of a creation point where... You'd find yourself surrounded on three sides by mountains and one side by water. As far as I remember, I mean, there's there's a couple of creation points right on the water that are near mountains. There's one up in north in the Thurlush near uh, way away, but that one is a little bit in the forest and it's on the water on one side, on the, on the Magna Quartz on the other side. Uh, there's one in the water in the Phantom Isles near Venera Vega. You'd be able to see some mountains there for sure. One on the water in the Crown Lands, but the mountains there are pretty far. And then a couple on the water in the Cold Breaks, but again, the mountains are pretty far. You're not right up close to them. All right. Well, I do thank you for the information. I don't know if that was very helpful, but... Well, I, I'm not sure yet either, but uh, I'm, you know, I do thank you nonetheless. And he takes a bite of the meatloaf and like, even though he's not very hungry, makes a show of like, mm, this is good. This is real good. <laughs> Can I ask what you're looking for? W- what, what is any android looking for when they come to a creation point? Hmm. So you've been to the uh, philosophy server point, I I assume. <laughs> it seems as though I have. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a sparkling recollection, but uh, now that you say that, I I think I must have. Um, Tudor Spruce, you say you have a a wealth of knowledge about the terrain of the area. What uh, going further into the thoroughlush? What is the terrain like as far as like our kind of dangers that we should be? Keeping an eye out for uh, any kind of like tips you might have for us traveling further. Well, it depends. Are you heading on the Are you heading on the east side up to Paragarden or or further? Or are you heading towards the Blinkbrush? I believe we're heading towards the Blinkbrush on the west side. I'm going to be honest with you. I I would not recommend going towards the Blinkbrush because uh, big winds. I think we talked about it, and they've just only gotten worse since the big boom. But I have a friend in the in the Blinkbrush, and and I never go into the brush without him because it's it's a bit complicated to get around. You know the the Blinkbrush. Uh, it it takes a lot of brain power to to sort of maneuver yourself, and it's always good to have someone to to help guide you. Celestine leans over to Crater. Crater, did she just call us dumb? <laughs> Let's investigate further here. She may think that we're idiots. Um, now, why would that be, Crater? I've just arrived. <laughs> Celestine, I have no idea. We've been nothing but cordial with her. Uh, <laughs> Spruce? Yes, ben- Bentley Davis, yeah. Yeah, yes. Bentley uh, Davis? Okay, try- Celestine I'm looks tra- around. I'm trying it out. <laughs> When you say that it takes brain power to get around, what does that mean exactly? Well, okay, so it's it's just a bit complicated trying to get uh, from from spot to spot in the in the blink brush because you know you tr- you try to walk in a straight line and then suddenly you're ten feet back and three steps to the right. It's, it just gets your your brain all jumbled up, you know. So it requires a certain amount of uh, how do I put this? It it see oh you know my my friend. Uh, he's much better at this than I am. He he sort of guides me as we as we go through, and I've never gone alone. So he he just sort of helps me uh, get sort of get my mind centered, if that makes sense. You kind of have to go in almost like uh, with a. Well, have you ever done any meditation? We have done a lot of rat. 
<laughs> oh, Celestine. <laughs> I, I think I think Crater just puts his hand his head in his hands. <laughs> Celestine, make it just a straight charisma check. <laughs> can I can I do so with the icebreaker, seeing as this is the first time I'm meeting this person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. But hold on, we're gonna message you something. Oh no. Miss Tudor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a little joke that I think you might enjoy. Oh, I love jokes. <laughs> well, this, this is a humdinger of a joke. Break the ice. So fella says, my wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo. So I had to put my foot down. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. That one does get me every time. Uh, 18, 18 on my charisma check. <laughs> okay. Well, luckily, she loves a good, dumb joke, so she <laughs>, laughs a lot, uh, like almost chokes on her meatloaf. I think maybe she assumes that you, when you said we took a lot of rats, she has to assume it's a joke, because there's no way that she's going to be okay with it otherwise. So anyway, uh, she just kind of lets it go, um, and then she says, so meditation, you've done it then, I assume. Well, I do stare up at the stars every night and uh, and just get myself a little centered. Uh, suppose that's a form of meditation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, anything that just sort of gets your mind to uh, to a still place, you know. And that's th- that's the sort of thing that's required for entering the the blink brush. Because uh, if you go in and just kind of have your thoughts all scattered, then you're just going to end up scattered. Honestly, hmm. Hmm. does that make sense? It, it does make some sense, but uh, this friend of yours that helps you through the blink brush is this someone that we might be able to enlist the help of ourselves? Does he do contract work? Oh well, uh, you'd have to go and get him. You know, in the blink brush. That's sort of the problem. We sort of have scheduled visits. Um, he'll come and pick me up and take me up, and or he'll come and visit me down here. Um, but he, he, ha- he's a bit busy up there. He, he has a, uh, well, it's, it's a bit complicated, you know? Um, but if you, if you get real lucky and you run into him, I'm sure he'd be happy to help. Would you like to give us this fella's name and maybe a description? So if we run into him, we, we know it's him. Well, he's hard to miss because he's very handsome, real, <laughs> real good looking guy. Oh, she blushes a little bit. Just a beautiful shining bald head but a huge bushy beard you know let's see his eyes very intense very piercing um did i mention he's quite good looking he's just gorgeous you know um so you you couldn't miss him from there uh he moves in a wheelchair and the wheelchair has a bit of a glow under it so he's kind of easy to see if he's if he's trying to be seen in the in the blink brush oh and his name is linger oh I suppose we'll keep our eyes out for him. Yeah, and if you do, um, you know, if you could just say that Tudor Spruce is waiting. <laughs> she licks her lips. <laughs> and you. Oh, God. <laughs> Feel this uh this conversation started one way and is ending in an entirely different way. <laughs> Tudor Spruce is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so menacing. <I'm> so thirsty. <laughs> So at this point in the conversation, the androids are starting to, you know, clear up the table. Most people have finished. Um, sun's starting to set. And uh, yeah, it uh, seems like a good time to make some decisions about, you know, staying the night, 
depart right away. If we were to leave like right now, would we end up in the blink brush overnight or is it still like a couple days journey to get there? It's like a day's travel to the to the edge of the blink brush basically. Mm-hmm. But you also you don't have to um you don't have to go right into the blink brush. You could kind of drive through the thoroughlush as long as you want before like going into the blink brush to get to your point to avoid any weirdness that Tudor Spruce was mentioning basically. Gotcha. I'm feeling like it might be a good thing to get there sooner rather than later, but what do you two feel like? Uh, I kind of feel like we're starting to get to the end of our welcome. Um, <laughs> Perhaps. It feels like we're, we're like one bad comment away from being kicked out of this place. And <laughs> it, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to piss these people off. I think that is a good point, Crater, and uh, I don't have any other jokes handy, so uh, perhaps we should move along. What do you two think about going up the west side through the thorough lush and then going to the blink brush when we need to. I mean, that does sound like the right combination of quickest and safest. And not having to go through Paragarden. No, though I am still open to doing Paragarden on the way back. Absolutely. To- <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> it's got our name on it. Maybe we'll stop by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine to go tonight if you two are up for it. A little stargazing in the car. Yes, I would like that very much. Uh, I think I've done everything that I can do here. Good. I'm glad you got the time here, you know. As am I. Do you think you've been here before? Is this one that you somewhat remember? I don't, I, I don't know if I've been to this creation point before, but I... I did have uh, a memory being near the server, I think, uh, jogged something in my memory about another time when I was near a creation point. And well, I mean, I'd just as soon talk about it when we're on our own. All right, fair enough. All right. Any final business at the creation point before y'all pile into the dragonfly? Who would like to make sure that we just at least give a a little goodbye to G. Wisbus and Emoji? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Did they show up yet? Um, Yeah. So you're you're looking around uh, and there's like a last little group of uh, walking androids that you met back in Iodine. And among them, you do see G. Wisby and uh, Emoji just like excitedly like looking around and like picking up you know, pine cones and showing each other. So cute. <laughs> that's pretty cute. <laughs> well, look at this pine cone, G. <gasps> Gee whiz, that's the nicest pine cone I've ever seen. Even nicer than the one we saw in the Phantom Isles. Your collection of pine cones is going to be so big. Can I store this in uh, side of you like the last ones? Yes. Okay. <laughs> opens <laughs> opens <a> boiler. <laughs> Several pine cones fall out and emojis like collecting them. <laughs> you know that gif of the kid putting the tennis balls in the thing and then every time he bends over to pick up another one and they all fall out. And they keep, but it's beautiful. Oh, oh, gee, I'm sorry. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, wow. Celestine picks up a pine cone, just takes it with him. Oh, oh, hey. Wow, that's, I mean, that's our pine cone, but I mean, I guess you can have that one. Oh, I, I apologize. I, I truly did not mean to pick up your pine cone. I just saw how amused you were at the pine cones and perhaps thought I was missing something and I'd take one to study for myself later. Oh, yeah. Let us know if you find any secrets about the pine cone. I would also like to know the secrets. We will dis- we will determine all of the secrets of the pine cone and pass them along to you. Wow. <laughs> all right. I, I, I think I think Crater's is going to go up, not say a word, just going to ruffle both of their hair and then <laughs> walk five feet to the pine tree that they're standing near, and I'm just going to punch the trunk so then it like rains pine cones down. Awesome. Can you roll me a strength check? <laughs> yes. 
Strength, uh, that's a dirty 20. Oh my god, literally yes. like all of the pine cones in the tree and a few smaller branches come like raining down on top of this group of androids and they're like, wow, whoa, yay, whoa, holy moly, yay. Keep up that spirit, kid. Wow, gee whiz, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go over to them and give them uh, like a double hug, like one arm around each of them. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> a little hug. Gee whiz. It was so nice to meet you too. Stay safe and remember, don't do drugs. <laughs> Yet. We're going to see you at the next creation point, correct? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make a point of uh, figuring that out. Wow. Gee whiz. Big time fun. All right. You two uh, take care of each other now and uh, we will... Uh... I uh, do hope we run into you again. Yeah, me too. And by then I'll have even more friends. And even more pine cones. Yeah, all, so many pine cones, but gee whiz will still be my best friend, I bet. Best friend. Okay, goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, over to, the, over to the dragonfly now. You'll pile into the dragonfly. You got that good, good golden hour light as you uh, set back off across the fairy fields. You know, the, the shimmering rainbowness of it kind of uh, illuminated by the gorgeous light of this time of day. And off you go. As you continue further through the thorough lush, uh, deciding to not enter into the blink brush as soon as you can, because the blink brush stretches pretty far north south. And you could enter it pretty, like, within a few hours of driving. But as Tudor Spruce warned, it's a little bit uh, hairy to try to traverse. I think it was, like, evening that you guys left, right? So we're driving through the night. And I don't think you had a particularly busy day, but you do need to sleep. Are you guys going to do shifts? Are you going to stay up for a bit and chat? What's your plan here? I think Celestine, while he's driving, will, like, fill Crater and Riot in a little bit about what he saw. And one of the reasons that I wanted to to be on the road by the time we started discussing this, of course, was uh, so those voices that I've been hearing in the digital network at night different voices from what you've been hearing and, 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 you know, not always the same voice for me, but one of those voices was in my memory. So, I've encountered this thing in some way before. I've heard this voice before, and and just like now, it seemed like then it was encouraging me to not think too hard about where I was going and what I was doing and what my purpose was, but, but then I also... I remembered my maker speaking to me. I don't know what it all meant yet, but I can't tell if it was a good thing or if it was just unsettling. Wow. That's pretty big, no? It does feel that way. Especially because you can't seem to remember much. This is, I mean, maybe this is the beginning of remembering more. Well, I do hope so, but uh, it also seems as though something doesn't want me to remember everything. At least that's how it seems right now. But, uh, oh, I just don't know. I do know that if we uh, happen upon another creation point, I'd like to visit again and, and, and sit by the server again and see if anything happens, provided it's not too out of our way. I mean, there is one on the other side of the Magna Court, so it would make sense after we're done with this mission or whatever that we're on that we could venture out that way. Yeah, and I feel like, oh, Celestine, over the next couple of years here, I, I think we should make a point of trying to visit all these points again, trying to find, trying to fill in the missing pieces of your past, right? Or even just find that one that you that you need just to just to top off, you know? That is uh, 
That is very nice of you both. I I, I do appreciate uh, you being willing to to help me on my journey. This is it does doesn't involve you, but it is so so kind of you to want to help out and involve yourselves. And I just Celestine starts tearing up a little bit and just like <laughs> I'm gonna roll the window down, get some fresh air. <laughs> Anything for a friend. A strong wind passes through as you do that. It's quite breezy, breezier than. It has been for a long time. The air feels good. Yes, it does. And it sure is nice to see the stars again. I'd like one of you to roll a d6 for me. I can do that. Yeah. Three. You roll the window down and the wind kind of picks up and blows through the car and everyone's, well, I guess just Riot's hair kind of like flops up in the wind. Uh, hey. Just <laughs> Well, only because, whatever, I don't have to explain it. Um, but as you, <laughs> as you keep driving, over the next like 20 minutes or so of driving, the wind stops being consistent and it starts picking up and then dropping immediately pretty intermittently until suddenly it starts doing it so hard that the dragonfly is starting to like lean on one side and you're having to sell it and you're having to like yank the wheel back to try to get it. As this happens, the dragonfly is going to take uh, three points of damage. Whole three points of damage. Oh, no. A whole three <laughs> points of damage as, uh, well, luckily it, it hovers, right? So, like, there was one time where it tilted pretty hard and went into a rock and it was just like the one time that you weren't able to crank the wheel back. But you're feeling like this wind is getting... Uh, oh, dang it. It's going to get take forever for me to get that dent out. <laughs> well, luckily, it's not much damage for the car, certainly. But you could tell that if you were out in this without the protection of it, it would get pretty hairy. And as you continue to drive, I'm then going to ask someone, anybody who would like to, to roll a d10 for me. I can do that. Uh, that's a nine. So with that nine, um, you're a little bit shaken up from just the windiness of it all, especially as it's not, you know, typically supposed to reach this far out of the blink brush into the fey fields. So you're on high alert as you drive and perhaps because you've seen something similar before, but what catches your attention up ahead of you is some movement of one of the cypress trees. Like you just kind of catch the roots shifting as though it's like getting more comfortable as you drive by. And as you get closer, you realize that, yes, like this is an active tree um, that seems to be like moving to cross the path in front of you. How much dad energy does it have? <laughs> um, roll a, a nature or an insight. Dirty 20 for insight. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, like many trees, it does have some dad energy, but this dad energy is more like um, icebreaker joke dad energy and less like <laughs> somebody turned up the temperature without asking dad energy. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's like it's pretty chill and it like it notices you come in and just kind of does like a little wavy arm in greeting uh, and uh, stops in the middle of the road. I wave back. It, okay, it waves at you more. It's like standing in the middle of the road now. It's like it's got uh, some branches like curled around where its face would be that look like spectacles and it like leans over and like grabs the spectacles to inspect you on the inside of the car yes and uh is like oh hello can i roll down the window and like stick my head out working hard or hardly working <laughs> 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 like slaps his bark thigh 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, uh, well, I hardly ever work these days. I'm over a hundred years old, and you know what they say. It's all golf and indigestion from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, d- dad to dad understanding. Oh. <laughs> Can I see if Crater was like bummed by that that sort of like comment about him being a dad? Oh yeah, like, oh. I definitely sunk into my chair when he said that. Like we, we were hitting off so well, and then he had to bring oh. that up. Oh, poor Crater. <laughs> oh, uh, didn't mean to bum me out there. You folks, uh, well, we're looking for directions. You're here to enjoy the swamps. I, I think we're just heading north here. We're we're trying to eventually go into the uh, the blink brush. But uh, I think we're just gonna. I think we're just driving along the coast here for as long as possible. And oh, the bling brush. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I mean, haven't you felt all these winds coming up recently? It's dangerous, and the temp, uncontrolled temperature variations. Do you have any idea what's causing the unusual wind and the unusual temperatures? Oh well, you know this neighborhood isn't what it used to be ever since about <laughs> five days ago. Or a week or something. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, you know, oh, my neighbor's branch got blown clean off the other day. One of oh, his God. oldest oh, branches, yeah. And all, I've been hearing noise about, you know, some of my colleagues, my dad colleagues, just getting really crabby. Really crabby. Someone someone said that, uh, that someone's lawn got stepped on and like five people died over in the Phantom Isles. Really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at Crater and Riot like, um... <laughs> Celestine, as as this moment comes to an awkward pause, something happens here. You find yourself compelled once again <laughs> to share a little joke. <laughs> Even without using the icebreaker. Well, my friend, this is a cursed item that you have found yourself with. <laughs> oh, no. oh my goodness! How is now? Is there any way that I would have known that before using it? Oh no! Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, all right then. Uh, uh, Celestine uh, just leans out the window and and waves his uh, his cowboy hat to get the get the tree's attention. Just like, hey, old feller, I got, I got, I got one for you. Break the ice. What's orange and sounds like a parrot? Oh, I don't know. A carrot. You broke it. (laughs) 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 A carrot! (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to tell Bert's dad about this. Bert's dad. It's my best golfing buddy. <laughs> is it just all dads? Are there mom trees, or is this just like like a full house situation where it's just like nothing but dads in the forest? <laughs> well, uh, it depends on how. Jeez, I don't know. No, there are lots of types of trees, <laughs> but if you do enough dadly. Now, you know what? No, there are lots of types of trees. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Yeah, no, there's lots of types of trees, but like there's dad trees all over. You know, it's just a special kind of dad magic that we are imbued with over time. And then uh, we become uh, somewhat mobile, mobile enough to turn down the temperature and tell a joke every now and then. Dad magic is a great band name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> Do you mind if I take that for my dad rock band? Oh my god, go right ahead. Are are you are you going to be in CGA's as well? Oh, CGA? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, me and my pals, we paid our uh, audition fee, and uh, the, we we made it through to the next round. So we're no, we're not going to the. No, there's no there's no dirt there. No. There's nowhere to put down roots. We have our own uh, competition for dads. You know, like biggest made up fish that none of us caught. Um, <laughs> which one of our kids is the best at making meat on a grill? <laughs> <laughs> no, which is hair band is more of a. Dad rock band or a post dad rock band? Um, well, I like to consider ourselves post dad rock, but we do have a touch of the, let's say, uh, Steely Dan's and, you know, the, wait, no, what's a good, like, fifth collide? Uh, what's another type of metal? Irony Dan. Irony Dan. <laughs> Iron, Iron Dad and uh, the Dave. Irony uh, the Dave. Uh, I'm trying yep. to think of a freaking tree word Matthews? that starts with M. Oh, David Matthews Band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just that. <laughs> to answer your question, we're we're trying to move in a post dad rock direction, but it none of us can agree on what that actually is. Well, that sounds like you've got some uh, got some work to do and some discussions to have, and I mean, we certainly wouldn't want to keep you. Um, though I, I can't help but notice that. You are blocking our path from moving forward. Oh, yeah. Not to be rude. Well, you know, a dad's got to move to the other side of the road at least once or twice a week. Otherwise, you know, my my goiter. Um, oh. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, here I go. And, like, you know, enjoy your travels. Watch out for the cranky dads. I'm really embarrassed. But uh, there seems to be some of them even in the fay fields now. So just uh, watch out. Well, that is mighty good advice. And should we ever see a cranky dad, we will be sure to steer clear. Uh, did, did you mention your name? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. I have a name. And it is... It's a tree's name, too. It is a tree's <laughs> name, too. Douglas Fir? My father's... My name is Douglas Farther. <laughs> and I'm a cypress tree. <laughs> well there, Mr. Father. Farther. Farther? It's farther? It's, it's, it's like both. Farther. Mr. Farther. Yeah, that was sure. perfect. I do have a knack for tree language. I will say it was a pleasure to meet you, and I'm sure glad that you in- enjoyed my joke. <laughs> yes, it's, it is a it's a it's a humdinger. If there's anything that you might be able to advise in terms of uh, the best path moving forward as we continue on our journey, if you could give us any tips about places to avoid and the safer route. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you're gonna want to take the Santa Monica off the fifth exit uh, and take that all the way down to Dundas and Bloor. Um, and then go about five blocks <laughs> from there and turn right. Do not take the freeway exit. Okay, everyone's going to tell you to do that. You don't want to do that. And then it should just get you right there. I'm not sure where you're going, but it'll get you there. Crater, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Dads love directions. I know this, and I thought we were yeah. going to get some good directions. I, but... I'm sure it leads to, like, the best Bass Pro shop that is on this side <laughs> of the continent. But I think we just nod and... Be like, okay, thanks. Yeah, if you see the HMV, you've gone too far. Thank you so much. Yes, you've been very helpful. You enjoy your evening, sir. Oh, I will. Oh, <laughs> carrot. And <laughs> as you drive away from the daddy cypress, having acquired a little bit more tree lore of the fifth collide, <laughs> fuck. And, <laughs> and talking about very important things, you continue driving further through the thorough lush, and every once in a while, you'll pass a tree that will do a similar thing that it'll just like raise its bark and wave at you. 
seems like particularly a friendly group of dads in this area. Mm. And with that, I need someone to roll a d10 again. I can do it. Uh, six. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Hey there, folks. This is Peter, and I play your favorite three-year-old cowboy on Planet Arcana. I'm sorry to interrupt what I'm sure was some very witty banter, but I wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening and to tell you about our Patreon. If you like what our little podcast is doing and you want to keep hearing more from us, consider letting us know by heading on over to patreon.com slash planetarcana and supporting us on your choice of three different Patreon membership levels. At $3 a month, we have the Page of Cups tier, which gets you our undying appreciation, as well as the knowledge that we think you're really smart and that that shirt looks great on you. Next, we have the Knight of Swords tier at $5 a month, which gets you not only our love and admiration, but also access to ad-free episodes of Planet Arcana, one-day early access to episodes, and access to digital downloads of additional episode content like the really awesome original music written for the show. Finally, if you're feeling riot-level cool, there's our Queen of Pentacles tier at $10 a month. This gets you everything from the previous tiers, as well as access to our monthly after-podcast, Recharge, where we talk about the events of the previous two episodes of the show, as well as whatever other nonsense we feel like talking about. It's really a great time, and we would love to have you join us. After all, the more patrons we have, the more we can focus on fun stuff like merch and eventually more bonus content. If you don't feel like you can commit to a monthly subscription, not to worry. We've got a coffee account where you can toss us a one-time tip to let us know you like the show. And of course, if it's not a good time to lend us your support financially, we totally understand. Everyone can help us out by rating the show on iTunes, leaving reviews wherever possible, and just generally getting the word out about how much you like the show. All of that is amazingly helpful to us. Again, if you'd like to become a patron, you can visit patreon.com slash planetarcana, or head on over to our website, planetarcana.com, where you can find links to our Patreon and coffee accounts, or you can find us on all of the social media as either at Planet Arcana or at Planet Arcana Pod. Feel free to drop us a line and let us know you're enjoying what we're doing. So thanks so much for your time. And thanks again to everyone for listening. I'll let you get back to the action now. But remember, folks, we never tell our true friends our true name, but we do tell them about the podcasts we like. Right? Right. Y'all keep going, you know, through the fey fields. Things are getting darker now, but not quite dark enough that you don't notice as you drive into a clearing of sorts. Around you, you see like a circle of lily pads uh, sort of creating an O around the road itself. And uh, as you drive into the center of it, you hear a big like, ka-chunk, and the dragonfly just kind of stops extremely suddenly, lurching you forwards in your seat. Everything seems calm, but those lily pad circles seem to be something. Is this like similar to what we dealt with, like the munch moss? There's no, like, there's nothing happening to your car as far as you can tell, except for the fact that, like, as hard as Celestine presses on the gas, like, it will not move forward. Can I activate the hover, the 10 feet up off the ground? I would say make a strength check with the car. Hmm. Okay. 15. The car, it does actually pass. So the hover goes up into the air and you manage to go a few inches off the ground. Um, and as this happens, you notice some like movement out in the water. Onto the lily pads crawl a couple of frantic looking like uh, salamanders and frogs. A couple dragonflies fly out and they start like surrounding the car and like whizzing back and forth and they seem to be trying to like get your attention. Can I try and see like what it is that they're trying to 
draw our attention to? Roll me an investigation or arcana. Anyone can do that. Dirty 20 for arcana. Shit. You with the dirty 20s this time. I'm the dirtiest. 17. I got a dirty 20 on investigation. Whoa, okay. Holy crap. Okay, so both of you are able to sort of tell that, like, while these look like a normal salamander frog and dragonfly, they're moving their mouths in a way that seems to indicate speech. And they also sort of have the same, like, rainbow shimmery glow that, like permeates above the water unlike the other animals and insects that you might have noticed and you can surmise that these are magical creatures and they seem to just sort of be just excited to see you and you hear from the window like crater you want to roll your window down i i roll it down like half an inch just (laughs) very suspect (laughs) (laughs) okay so, like, almost immediately, like, a couple of frogs, like, latch onto your window and crawl up and, like, poke their face through the, like, little inch and are just like, hey, play with us. Hey, come on, play, play Game of Truth or Dare. Come on. Come we'll on. Go. Come on. Yeah, come uh. on. It'll be so much fun. Come on. Nobody, nobody came through here for a couple of days. So bored. We want to play Truth or Dare so bad. Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare. Well, I'm, I'm sorry now. What do you mean, let us go? Are you preventing us from passing at this moment? Heck yes, sucker. And why are you doing that? Truth How or are dare. you doing that? Truth or dare? Truth, truth or dare? What in the hell is truth or dare? This can't be happening. Truth or dare. You, you, gotta, you gotta play with us and then do a truth or do a dare. Oh, Jesus. Well, wanna, I guess. Kind of our only yeah. shot. I mean, I defer to your judgment. All right, we'll, we'll play one round of this and then... Uh, one round, I'll come on, I'll come. Why the hell not? We are on we we are on a schedule here, little guys. <laughs> Schedules are stupid. Truth, Truth or dare? You're stupid. <laughs> Fine. We'll play your little Truth or Dare. Your first big boy. Truth or Dare. Um. Can I can I do an insight check real quick <laughs> on on this guy to see how fucked up of a Truth and or Dare? I would have to do like are, are, right. are they about to like fuck me up emotionally or is this gonna be fun? <laughs> yeah, roll me, roll me an insight. Ooh, how do you how do you say that? That's a that's a dirty one, <laughs> <laughs> a nasty one. Uh, there, you're just like truth or dare. What could go wrong? Uh, dare, sure. Woo, dare, all right. That's such a good pick. Okay, I. Dare you to make out with me for seven minutes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <Jesus>. uh, well. <laughs> that is an odd request from a frog. <laughs> I got a, a, a really good tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, Crater. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, uh, All right, Crater. Can keep playing while we make out. We, we won't look. We'll just turn our backs and you do what you need to do crater and no one is gonna think less of you <laughs> no way it's like licking its frog lips <laughs> can, can i okay i'm gonna i'm gonna grab the frog like very gently like by its by its shoulders and like pick it up and like Whoa. as he does i'm gonna cast i'm gonna cast guidance just so that just so that he kisses really well oh, oh my god Damn. there you go crater you get a little guidance <laughs> I, I, I don't want to fucking. Um, <laughs> Lay it on uh, me, big boy. Can you can you two turn turn your heads? 
please? Absolutely, Crater. Absolutely. Fine. Dream Weaver. 50% good. 50% evil. <laughs> and, then, and then I toss the frog into my boiler. Oh! 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 What? <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven. (laughs) It looks like Crater just just dared that frog to stay alive inside his boiler for seven minutes. Seven minutes in hell. Okay, roll Crater, roll me a charisma saving throw. (laughs) Oh, uh, five. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, you feel yourself start to, it's just a real funny feeling, like your boiler's trying to quote-unquote digest this thing, and suddenly you feel like really queasy, you feel like you're gonna croak, and then in fact, you do, because you're a frog now. No! Oh, wait, what? And the other frog is like back there being like, gee, hum, holy crap! Am I like a crater-sized frog, or am I just a regular frog? You're a regular-sized frog. Damn, okay. One of us! God. That was was a steamy kiss. What the hell did you do to my friend Crater? You turn him back right now. Well, that depends on how the rest of the realms treat the (laughs) go, suckers. Ah. What do you mean? What do you mean? What will get you to turn him back to the way he's supposed to be? Truth or dare. Truth or dare. Truth or dare. This is very nonspecific. You know what? Fine. You know what? Fine. I'll do truth or dare. Okay? Your turn, Salamander. Truth or dare. Uh, um, truth, I guess. I don't want to make out with a salamander. I mean, how attractive is the salamander? <laughs> okay, I've got one, I've got one. Have you ever lied to someone in this car? Um, I mean, there's a lot about my identity that I need to keep hidden, so yes, I'd say generally yes. Reddit? <laughs> what was a lie? Oh, just, um, nothing really, just, you know, little bits about my business that uh don't really need to get into doesn't really matter okay but like withholding of information isn't the same as lying i feel like you're trying to get out of this one uh, so like frig uh celestine just so you know ribbit <laughs> yes miss Brad. crater if i don't you're stuck like this ribbit uh, uh ribbit. crater are you in on whatever this is ribbit have you two been keeping something from me? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's just that this heist um, that we did all together was run by a lot of people and pretty much everybody turned it down. But why? Why did I, everyone turn it down? I don't know. I don't I don't know that. But um but you know, we came out fine and we just wanted we just didn't want you to worry because this was your first time. And we felt like we had it on lock, and we did, in a sense, I guess. So what you're telling me is I was literally the last choice for a third member of this party, Ribbit. and you only no. got my Ribbit. my support by Ribbit. not telling me that you had Ribbit. tried a lot it's, of other people. No, <laughs> this it's, is, just, uh, it's just that there, there weren't a lot of brave folks out there Ribbit. who wanted to take the job, and you are admittedly i'm sure you can see this like new 
on the block. And so, yes, like we took a chance on you. You hadn't done something like this before. And we are so glad for it because you're awesome because it turned out great. This is such a good situation. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to have gone any other way. Well, I do suppose that I count myself lucky to have met the both of you and, and all the things that have happened since the highest of, well, they've made me feel rather close to you both. And I, I, I don't appreciate the dishonesty. I, that, that is for certain, but I... Absolutely understand that. Right. Uh, and I, I would hope that we can go forward with honesty, that I, can, that I can trust you both the way that I thought that I could trust you both before. Right. I absolutely guarantee it. Promise. Well, all right then. <laughs> You you happy now? Yeah. Like frogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm decidedly less happy. Uh, well, that's too bad because it's your turn, Mister Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare. Well, I've never been one to shy away from the truth, so hit me. Okay. Um. All right. Hold on. Let me get a really steamy one here. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Here's a really good one. Okay. Have you ever seen a relic? And it, what, which one was it if you saw it? To me, Peter, this feels like an easy no, I haven't. But do, am I missing something? Isn't the wheel? Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, yes. Yes, I have seen a relic. I've seen uh, the Wheel of Fortune like many people have. Whoa. Oh, my God. What was it like? Did you touch it? No, I did not touch it. It was, uh, it was at a gathering. It was at a party. There were plenty of people around and everybody saw it. And it was uh, relatively impressive. And then it was done. What? Holy crap. All right, we've played your game now. You've, you've you got- know what? No, 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 no. You know what? I don't think that was the truth. Because you know what? I can sense magic. You know what else? No, I, I don't. You know what else? I, I don't know what else. I know you got one on you right now, suckers. Ribbit. What? So you gotta show me that relic or I'm gonna have to get funky. That's <laughs> right. What's he talking about? I, honestly, the only thing I can think of is something that we uh, took with us. Like, whatever's in that. The box. Yeah. Creator, I do appreciate your contributions (laughs) to this. Yeah, yeah, the box, yeah. Show Show me the the box. box. Show us the box. Show us the box. Box Can I, can I, uh, because they just, they just said to show it. Can I, like, like, do up the window? Do up that window. I'm not going to be happy. I want to touch it. (laughs) Can I make some sort of, like, arcana check or something to see if I have any idea, like, what exactly has afflicted Crater? And, and, you know, whether or not we might be able to do something about it. I feel like you would probably recognize this as a polymorph spell because you just saw it happen to Aqualung not a few days before. <laughs> okay, okay. You see, like, Crater looking at, like, Riot's dagger and, like, like <laughs> nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to pick, pick up Frog Crater Ribbit. and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, just going to. Toss him against the door of the, <laughs> the vehicle and hope to cause a damage, uh, a, enough damage to break him out of his frog. <laughs> frog polymorph. It's <laughs> just gonna chuck a frog at a door. Crater, is that is that enough to do like one HP? Like that's that oh <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, good. let's see. I think Celestine, make a check with your and just add dexterity to it, and you need to beat a twelve. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> okay, so let me let me pitch this. That tiny narrow opening that Crater opened in the window. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Crater goes flying through the opening. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Crater. I thought you would have appreciated the irony of being chucked. 
do, do I do I land in the water? Why don't you make a dexterity check to see if you can catch onto the window or something like that? Okay. Do I see his craters stats? Oh no. No, no. <laughs> I would assume that frog has better dexterity than crater does. It has a plus one. Oh. Let's put this at 15. Does that feel right? Because you don't know what's happening. You get, sh- get chucked out a window. For sure. Uh, I just rolled a nat 20. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. I just one dexterous frog. Yeah, you catch onto the ledge and like the frog and salamander fae are like... <laughs> When I'm, I'm gonna like spin around real angrily, and then I'm just gonna put my head on top of the glass window and like gesturing towards like the the roll up for the window. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just to crack just to crack his skull. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> so you give the window a confident crank, yeah, and hear that crack that you're looking for. <laughs> oh no! Crater turns back into crater, but his head's still in the window, so it just smashes out the window of the ah. dress. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to jump into a rage. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my Pez jaw. Uh, version of my rage. I'm going to pick up the salamander and the frog. I'm going to try and bite their heads off. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, roll initiative. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck these frogs. Fuck these frogs. 17. 14. I got a, I got a 19. Okay, no, no map for this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of them is going to go first. You fucking assholes. <laughs> You turned me into a fucking frog. <laughs> you ate it. All right, so this fucko is going to... This is the frog that Crater has been entangled with in different ways. It's pissed off um, now that you have tried to chomp it, and it's going to raise its little webby webs at you and be like, yeah. And it's going to look at Celestine in the driver's seat of the car, and Celestine, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Is this against magic? It is against magic. I get advantage on that. Oh, very interesting. 12. Just scrapes by. Ooh. You feel you feel the webbing start to happen between your gear fingers, uh, and you almost turn into a frog, but you manage to shake it off. Um, and that's its turn. Uh, and Crater, you're up next. Just to make it official, I'm going to enter into a rage. Just in a fit of rage, I stick my head in, and I just straight up bite him in half, but not, like, <laughs> horizontally. I do it, like, vertically. So it's just... <laughs> Like, the, the top half of this frog is gone, but, like, the belly and the legs are still on the seat. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. The other two screech. <laughs> Crater, we are gonna, it is gonna take forever to get the frog guts out of these seats. <laughs> Anything else on your turn? Yeah, I turn and I spit the half of the frog at the other two. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay, Um, so next up is Riot. Okay, so these two are probably a little bit distracted by their friend's guts, right? Totally. Okay, I'm going to run up behind them and grab each of them in my hand, and I'm going to cast Sleep. Ooh, Ooh, awesome. Honestly... You have to, like, I think it's like 5d8, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's right. It's impossible to miss. It's impossible to not put them both to sleep cool. with a spell. So no matter what happens, you... <laughs> that's a fucking amazing. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess describe what happens here, because they're the only two left. All right, so I kind of, like, roll up behind them while they're kind of, like, lamenting their friend's death <laughs> and <laughs> grab them around their little bellies so that their eyes kind of, like, pop out a little bit. And then I just, like, start infusing them. 
with just like deep relaxation and they just start to go kind of like a little drunk at first and then they just go completely limp in my hands now I'm holding them asleep. Well, that was a much more humane solution than what Crater had in mind, but uh, Can I toss them on the ground? both ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like to kill? No, just to let make them wake up with a headache. More of like, you know, a little bit of force. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> well, the, I only ask because they have one hit point. So like if you chuck them at the ground, they're going to die. <laughs> You're done, so. You know what? All right. <laughs> Stop it with your heel. <laughs> and that is what you get for trying to force conflict in our party. <laughs> Death. I think I'll just like put my hands on the open window and like poke my head in and be like, I sorry. <laughs> I feel like I escalated that situation, but like but he was trying to make out with me and he turned me into a fucking frog. I didn't appreciate that. Look, Crater, they were the aggressor in this case. I mean, the moment they start whipping out the polymorph, it's, uh, you know, all bets are off. I think you acted entirely reasonably. Mm-hmm. Lines right. were crossed. Crater and Riot both standing outside the car. I need you both to make a constitution saving throw. And that one. <laughs> uh, 16. You both feel the intermittent wind pick up as you're like kind of just relishing in this in the <laughs> victory against the the three little fae monsters. Um, and then a big wind picks up and kind of like bashes you both against the car. Riot, you just uh, managed to get your hands on the car early to kind of brace your fall, but Crater, you don't. So Riot, you take uh, two points of bludgeoning damage from the wind. Crater, you take five. I am raging, so have to two. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Can I cast uh, mending on the window? <laughs> will that work? Will that will that fix the window that Crater broke? I would allow it. Perfect. To be fair, Crater Crater didn't break that window. <laughs> <laughs> that window was closed on my head at your request. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did request it, but I wasn't the one that physically broke that window. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no harm done either way, I suppose. Uh, uh, you folks get back in and and let's let's uh, let's get moving. So are we still stuck? Like, can I see if like killing these frogs magically stopped the whatever was impeding our vehicle before? <laughs> yeah. It's it's unimpeded now with the uh, <laughs> the entrails and sleeping bodies of uh, the swamp fae surrounding you. Perfect. Okay. I will hop back into the car with a little skip of my step for a job well done. <laughs> the hell was that? It was uh, that was very strange. That was the uh, the most high stakes game of truth or dare I have ever been <laughs> part of. <laughs> uh, for the record, Celestine, I'm I'm really sorry about. You know, the thing. I understand. I I won't lie. It did, you know, hearing that did hurt my feelings somewhat. But uh, you did not know me when we began this job. And you, I suppose, didn't owe me much more than anybody else you might hire. So uh, I I accept this. And I I know that uh, we are friends now and and not just not just uh, employer employee. So uh I think we'll be all right from here on. Okay. And for the record, it, it was my call. Uh, you know, I just didn't want to cause any distractions before the, the heist. So that was totally my bad. So uh, I'm sorry. Apology accepted, Miss Wright. I could never stay mad at you. Oh. You know, I, I realize that you haven't been to every single creation point, but you've definitely been to the one that gave you a maturity kid. Oh. 
That is a that is a very kind thing for you to say, Crater. All right, let's let's uh let's let's go. Let's folks, let's um let's just uh let's get on the road. Let's keep going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did, did did that go as planned, DMs? <laughs> we didn't have tokens or a map prepared, so you tell us. <laughs> we knew it was a possibility enough that we had stat blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the 50% will get you every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you continue through the swamp, the rainbowy swamp of the Fey Fields, I need someone to roll again on a d10. I can do it. Yeah. Seven. You start to get into a bit more of a forested area of the Fey Fields. It's still very swampy, but there's just, you're starting to uh, find yourself more under the canopy of a bunch of trees. The dragonfly is still flitting over um, very shallow waters. And actually, as you get further into this area, it starts to become more watery as well. And soon the water stretches as far as you can see. As you drive for another about half an hour, it's very still outside. No more, uh, <laughs> no more fairy circles. Even like the the waving of the trees as you drive by starts to stop. But something catches your eye about maybe a few hours away from that last spot. You see in the water, not too far from where you're approaching, is an absolutely beautiful swan that is preening itself. And just sort of like floating through the waters of this Fayfield area. And it's just sort of sitting there just kind of as a swan does being beautiful and just almost like it knows that it's being beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's kind of putting on a show. Does that bird remind you of anybody? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, what What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's better than everybody. <laughs> Crater, you got something you'd like to share? <laughs> Sorry, I, I just had a random memory of Aqualung pack, uh, pop back into my head. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I just got very angry all of a sudden. That you just hated swans. Like, I got that yeah. fucking history with swans. I was certain that you'd been bullied by a swan as a child. Oh, who hasn't, though, right? <laughs> Either way, I am suspicious. <laughs> what would you like to do? Can we just try to pass it? <laughs> yeah, like, are we like in an immediate danger of this swan? Is it impeding our path? It's not, no, it's on like the side of the road. Okay. It's not, well, and you're not also on a road, I should say. So it's like, you know, you're, you've kind of got a path carved out ahead of you uh, through the trees and it's like, it's not in the middle of that path or anything. It's just off the side. It's just like, it catches your eye because you haven't seen anything in a while and especially not something that's like so obviously beautiful and being beautiful like at you. Uh, Okay, listen, you two, this is really suspicious to me. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure if I like love this. However, that last situation did get us info that we have a fucking relic yeah i'm a i I feel like we haven't processed that yet like what was that one of the relics with us if those things were to be believed yeah so there's some shit going on so do you think that things are being drawn to us because we're apparently carrying a relic i wondered that i wondered that well as you start to ponder on that potential the swan sort of suddenly stops preening itself and lifts its head up at you there's like a moment here where you all lock eyes with the swan and it's it's kind of got a little bit of like not a hypnotic gaze necessarily but like the fact that it's just suddenly it's got its head up at you and it's looking at you it's kind of looking like right through all of you and it it's a little eerie and as that sort of catches your attention from the side of the road suddenly you just hear as 
this huge, it looks like a sloth, uh, except its arms are made of giant hooks. And for a mouth, it's got a beak instead. It jumps or rather lands. Uh, it seems to have fallen from a tree above, just lands on the hood of your car. And as soon as it kind of knows what happens, it rolls over and screeches at you. What do you guys want to do? Oh my God. Can we just floor it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, the dragonfly is going to take so 10 damage as this thing falls on it. Okay. And I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw with the car to see if you can get this thing off. Because as soon as it lands on the car and it sees you, it goes to pierce its hooks into the car so it's not going to get thrown off. Okay, so dex, it's got plus one to dex. So. And I'm going to roll against you with this thing. Oh, dear. 16. Well, of course, my rolls are uh, <laughs> are uh, as expected. Okay, so Celestine, <laughs> you all sort of stop and you start to think about the, the conversation you just had in that fairy circle with those little creatures. And as you start to wonder about a relic, this creature drops on your car, screeches at you. And as soon as it sees that, that you're potentially a target and you're not sure quite what it's thinking, it goes to jam its hooks into the side of your car. And Celestine, you just fucking ram it on the gas and crank the wheel. And you manage to avoid all the trees. And this thing just goes flying off the hood of the car, and you just hear it go like, ah! <laughs> As it flies right. into the water. Onto the swan. Onto, yeah, it flies like onto the swan. They're both fucking mad, and you can hear honking from the swan, and oh, you no. hear this thing doing something. What are you guys doing? Should we try to floor it? Celestine is definitely like channeling his like you know racing his racing days in the good on wild. I, I think this would be like you know not unlike some of the more like complex racing tracks where you've got like animals coming out at you and stuff like that, and you kind of got to dodge hazards and things. And uh, so I think uh, I think Celestine is just like focused on driving. Fair enough. I feel like in the, sitting in the front seats, I go into the glove compartment. Oh, that's why it's called a glove compartment. <laughs> And I grab the racing gloves and hand them over to, to Celestine. <laughs> uh, Celestine does a very deftly, I think, while maintaining control of the wheel, puts gloves on, which I, I think is uh, something he's done more than once. Amazing. What is the speed of the dragonfly? Uh, eight miles an hour, 70 feet. Eight miles an hour? A, a vehicle that travels eight miles an hour? Yes, this is... Um, yeah, you read it. Listen, when I was designing these, I, I made them similar to the very fast creatures in D&D, ah, so like dragons and stuff like that. It's magic, so don't worry about it. Right. It's also old, whatever. <laughs> it goes eight miles magic, an hour. not fuel. Yeah, it goes like eight miles an hour. I, I feel like it sounds better if you say 70 feet. Yeah. <laughs> in D&D, that sounds fast. Right, yeah. that, 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 that is true. It does sound very fast. All right, it's a speed of 70 feet. Okay, so I'm going to say that because you just took your action to make that dexterity saving throw, the thing with the hooks for hands can't get to you, but the swan can. It has a 60-foot fly speed, so it can dash and get to you. It's going to try to damage the engine oh, to <laughs> slow you down. So I'm going to make two attacks with it as it swings down with its wings on, on the car. Okay, first one's a natural 19, so that one's got to hit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the second one is a... 17 to hit. Yes. Okay, so both of them hit. The car is going to take 11 damage from that, slashing damage. Okay. And then 
uh, it opens its beak and uh, honks. (laughs) 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 The first attack goes into the engine, and the second attack, it makes a little divot into the the windshield of the car. It makes a little hole, and then it opens its beak to honk, and as it honks, you all feel the air get very warm around you as it shoots fire out of its beak. What the fuck? I need all of you guys, including the car, to make a dexterity saving throw. You need to beat an 11. Nat 20. 10. All right, Celestine fails the deck saving throw. Uh, The car passes. Okay, so everyone who passes is only going to take four fire damage, and everyone who fails takes eight fire damage. And Crater, Uh, I know you're fire resistant, so you take half anyway. Thank you. And with that, uh, Celestine, the swan is sort of like at the front, but it's just like, it's not grabbed onto your car. It's just like uh, freaking flying in front of you in the windshield. So I think you probably have some disadvantage to perception here as it's giving you a hard time to see. So if you still want to floor it, I'm going to ask you to make a perception check to not, like, run into a fucking tree. I got 25. Oh, shit. All right. So you fucking zoom through these trees. Um, The swan follows, but unfortunately, it only has a 60-foot fly speed. So it tries to catch up to you, and you outrun it on this turn. But it's only 10 feet behind you. Uh, rather 20 feet if you're using your dash action, I'm, I'm assuming. Do you want to attack it or you just want to floor it? I'll just floor it. Okay, okay, awesome. So it uh, it can't quite keep up, but it can make another fire breath at you oh at God. the end of this turn. Does anybody in the car want to do anything? kind of want to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, if you want <laughs> yeah. to, go for it. Okay, uh, 20 to hit. Hits. Okay. Fuck that swan up. And fuck that swan. Out the side window, hair blowing in yeah, the wind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So cool. Uh, and that is eight damage. Fuck yeah. Just see a burst of feathers in the rear view mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also in the rear view mirror, you can see that sloth thing. Um, <laughs> it's trying to catch up, but it, we did describe it as a sloth. And it's uh, <laughs> it's like, it looks so fucking mad, but it's just like so far behind you. <laughs> it raises its hook hand and like shakes it like a fist. All right, Crater, you got anything? No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, this thing is going to take... It's going to see if it recharges its flame breath. And it does not. Ah. <laughs> All right. Um, I need you to make another perception check. All of us? Whoever's driving, but oh, you okay. you guys can help. Okay. Uh, that's a 21. Okay. All right. So with that, you start to gain some distance on it, and you're just out of reach of its fire breath. So you just fucking floor it and go through this area, uh, this very... Uh, treed area of the fey fields and you start to notice the swan get smaller and smaller in the rear view mirror as you uh damn right continue through here i run faster critters than a swan in my time <laughs> this place is exciting eh? <laughs> fuck you <laughs> hey, fuck me why why fuck me <laughs> What did I do to you? <laughs> I'm still in frog mode. <laughs> Slowly but surely, the honk, enraged honking of the swan fades behind you as you continue to drive. And uh, as you have been on the road for quite some time now, you start to notice some changes in your environment. So your journey through the fey fields was colorful, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, your environment becomes drier once more and denser. And much more still, you can safely say you've officially entered the blink brush. 
It becomes difficult to navigate the dragonfly through the trees, requiring some clever maneuvering, and where the swamps were filled with movement and the soft buzzing of insects, by contrast, the absolute silence of these woods seems shocking. Shafts of light pierce through the treetops and illuminate floating particulate in the air, seemingly suspended in place and never coming to rest. Onward you press, and... To your surprise, the initial density of the forest does begin to ease. Gradually, the surrounding trees become thicker, grander, and sparser until you find yourselves driving between ancient giants, some of their trunks thick enough that the road has been built right through them. Crater, you suddenly hear a voice in your head, and it's not you're not getting the sensation of being in the networks, and it's definitely coming from inside you, and you hear... We need to talk about that night, in person. Find me in the cold breaks, eh? P.S. Did people applaud you at Riscotech? Had a weird dream. And you recognize the voice. Pacemaker, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit far away from cold breaks at the moment. But, uh, yeah, everything was very well received in Riscotech. I don't know if this is more than 25 words. You're at, uh, you got three words left. You could, if you want, you can like take a minute and like think about what you want to say and then measure it if, if you want. Love you. Love you. Tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> Did Crater have to say that aloud? Yes. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I just got a just got a message from an old friend. He was just asking me to meet him back in the cold breaks, but we're on the other side of the continent at the moment, so he might have to wait. Is it of an urgent nature? I mean. Who is this friend and what does it need? Uh, you didn't really go into specifics. I, I also, about a week ago, I sent him a very cryptic, weird message through through the digital network, which I think he was just now responding to. Um, but he, I think he was just checking in. And uh, how do you know this person? What is uh, what is what is your acquaintanceship like? Oh, he he's a he's like one of my oldest friends back up in Midmoss. That guy's had my back in a lot of a lot of different situations. Celestine's a little jealous. Oh. I mean, Crater, if you need to go see your friend, I mean, when we're done this business, we can discuss it for sure. Uh, I mean, the cold breaks is a long way away, but if it's something you need to do, then uh, then then we'll I'm with you. Yeah, l- let me let me think about that. We have a lot of pressing matters down here. So, yeah, let me mull that over for a bit and we can talk about that. As you say, mull that over, and we can talk about that, and you look over to Celestine to see his reaction, you realize that he's gone. I'm going to have someone roll me a deck save. For the car. Yeah, for the car, because no one's driving it. Right. Geez. Where the fuck did I go? All right. Is Riot still here? <laughs> Riot's still there. Okay. Oh, nat 20. <laughs> Holy <Damn. laughs> Oh my god. Critter looks over and sees Celestine gone, then like looks back to check for Riot, and in that half a fraction of an instant, Riot, just like during the car chase in Tropenio Vega, like launches over to the wheel and just like cranks it out of the way and avoids this massive, massive tree just in time. What are you gonna do? Stop the car, keep going. I think stop the car for a sec. Yeah, stop. Can I like look around, <laughs> check under the floor mat or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> glove box. Where, where is he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you check it. You stop the car. You check out of the floor mat. Check out of the glove in the glove box. No Celestine. You look back to the seat to tell Riot, and Riot's gone. Oh. I'm gonna step out of the car. Uh, you do. You open the door to the Dragonfly, and you step out into the Blink Brush, and it's a feeling of like 
when you're walking up the stairs and there's one one fewer stair than you think there's going to be and you sort of your foot falls through the air and then 